ready. Ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. We put you on notice. We bind you, you wicked power. We come against you from the third heaven. I'm seated in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus, high above you, high above principalities, powers, thrones, dominions, high above world rulers, kings, princes, and every angelic rank. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we rebuke and bind you, and especially we bind you concerning the lives, the minds, and the bodies of these people who stand here. We rebuke you and every foul spirit that may still have a resting place somewhere in their uh, innermost being. We bind them. For these people have heard the call of God to dedicate and consecrate themselves to God. And you must flee and your hope must be defeated utterly. We come against you in the name of Jesus Christ and we bind every foul and wicked spirit that would bind body, mind, soul, any area of their life to keep it from being effective for the Lord. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, in Jesus' name, we come to you and we loose on these people the spirits of power, love, sound mind. We loose the spirits of wisdom, revelation. We loose the spirits of courage. We loose the spirits of power over the enemy. And we lose all the spirits of God to do their office work in and through these people as they go forth. Moreover, we lose the spirit of Elijah to break the power of Jezebel on our land. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask you, Lord, uh, to loose the spirit of humility, the spirit of servanthood on everyone here. Let everyone be desirous of taking the place of a servant. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for it. Amen. Uh, you're listening to Omega Man Radio Network. Uh, tonight is a live show. It's uh, Monday, September the 20th. Here we go again, another week. I bet you this one is going to go by at lightning speed, like the last one. At least that's the way it is in my world. Uh, do you have your coffee ready tonight? Well, I'm not drinking coffee. I'm actually drinking uh, iced green tea. 
with um, three raw sugars in it. Mm. Tastes good. You know, I don't drink enough water. What about you? And so I get to thinking, you know, I, I drink too much coffee. Not really. I mean, I'll have maybe uh, a cup a day, but uh, I sip on that. I drink uh, emergency, which are these little vitamin C packets in water. Uh, but I think, I'm thinking, you know, I'm not getting enough water. I just don't like the taste of water by itself, you know. So I'm thinking green tea. This is good. You know, it's got some antioxidants in it. Um, it's cold. Put a little bit of brown sugar in there. It tastes good. Okay. <laughs> so um, we've got some uh, great programs scheduled for you this week. I've got uh, Charlie Holtzhauser coming on tomorrow night. He's going to be teaching on deliverance of the mind. That should be a very interesting program. I think you're going to enjoy that. Uh, he'll actually be on twice this week before um, the Feast of the Tabernacles, and then uh, I probably won't be able to get him back on for about a week. So he's going to be doing uh, Tuesday and Thursday. going to have um, Romeo Grobelar on this week. Uh, he will be doing a, uh, a program. Let's see, we've got Dr. Pat on Saturday, uh, School of Deliverance. Who else do we have on? Oh, we've got uh, Steve Bell. He's coming on Friday night. We're going to have uh, Jeannie McKeever coming on uh, tomorrow night as well in the late show, 11 p.m. I'm jumping all around, aren't I? Uh, what else do we have this week uh, going out of memory? Yes. Oh, I have a special surprise for you. Friday night in the early show, we're going to have uh, Michael Fortner talking about uh, Babylon and the coming apocalypse. Uh, with co-host Zoe Mortal. So we're going to confirm that. He should be on Friday night. So that's just what we've done so far. Praise God. Um, we've got uh, other new guests we're going to be finding, bringing on as they become available. So um, stay tuned to Omega Man Radio. And if you can't tune in every night, pick it up on the MP3. You can download that off of the uh, the iTunes or just go over to our show page and uh, scroll down and you can Right-click on it and save it right down to your hard drive. Okay. So tonight, uh, I was going to be doing uh, the Art of Spiritual Warfare in this hour, but uh, I listened to a message today from David Ills. And uh, I don't mean to deceive you. Uh, he's not on live tonight, although we will have him back on real soon. But I've got a live message that has just been posted through his network in the last 24 hours. And many of you probably don't know about Unleavened Bread Ministries. Well, I'm hoping to introduce some of you to that, because uh, he's an anointed man of God and I picked up this uh, broadcast that he did that was just posted today, and I said, this is so important, I've got to get it out to the Mega Man Radio Network. It's called Take No Prisoners with David Ills, and he's talking about uh, the importance of entering into God's rest in this hour. That's going to be the key to survival as we go into the tribulation period, which I believe is uh, soon upon us, folks. I'm also uh, going to be getting on, uh, if everything works out, uh, Pastor Michael Thier of Hegewish, very soon. I've been talking to him about it. I want him to come on and do some preaching and uh, do some mass deliverances. And um, we're going to be doing uh, more open line prayer uh, as as we start uh, going down the pike here and just, you know, do ministry the first hour. I'm thinking second hour we'll open up the lines and start uh, doing ministry. People can call in for prayer, deliverance. Uh, it's exciting to see what Jesus is doing. And uh, so we praise God and, uh, you know, looking forward to uh, seeing many more uh, miracles performed by the Lord and 
see a lot of fruit. Okay, I'm going to take a quick break, and then we're going to we have special guest Richard Keltner of Watchman Radio. Uh, so stand by, and uh, we'll be back here in just a moment. We're going to go to a break now. Do you listen to other radio programs and then say, Where's the beef? Tune in each day to Omega Man Radio, the show that will put meat on your spirit man's bones. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. To listen, to hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Richard Keltner, how are you doing tonight, my friend? What's going on, Paul Chop? Man, who programmed my music? I have no idea. <laughs> I got Eblet on the line with me. Eblet, how are you tonight? Hi, I'm doing good. Thank you. Folks, we've got uh, Richard Keltner and Eblet of uh, Watchmen Radio on tonight. Yeah. So, uh, what's been happening with you the past couple days? Uh... Not much, Mega Man people. But I will tell you this: we are ramping up the manual that started tonight. So the new manual will be out with new artwork, the revised mass deliverance manual, the same one Carl Henderson is using in the Philippines, with mighty manifestations, demons screaming out, spinning out, rolling around on the floor. Okay, the next manual will have even more. Revelation unfolding in it. And of course, we'll be adding the section on how to survive witchcraft in your area and smite the witch. That you know, I hear that they've got uh, they've got a whole island over there that has uh, witches, it's like infested, like with fleas. What's going on over there? Well, Eblet was almost murdered by a witch. Uh, the demon told us that, you know, a witch went to the last mass deliverance crusade, which a lot of people helped contribute to, a lot of the listeners. Well, during that crusade, a witch snuck in with a Bible bag and followed Edward around most of the day and uh, actually was able to get some of her saliva, the demon told me. Now, the demon was not lying because the demon left once I broke the ground of the witchcraft. And it came out with a lot of retching and blood. Uh, it was a spirit of leukemia. And it went back to the witch. So uh, that island off the coast of Cerigo, we will be preparing a mass deliverance crusade on that island, specifically because the demon told me they didn't want it. So since the demon doesn't want it, we're going to do it. And if you'd like to talk to Rich and Eblet, the call-in number is 917-889-2745, and we'll take your call. You're listening to a live show tonight. Uh, listen, witchcraft is real, isn't it? And so... Um, you had to interrogate it to get this information out of them and learn their techniques. So uh, they'll work off of saliva. What else will they uh, try to get? Okay, this is the elements that we found out they definitely like to collect. Witch's power is escalated, and your signature, your body signature, is more hard-coded in the curse. It's almost like a, a, a cursing of a DNA. What they really like is your hair or 
nails. Okay? That's one of the top picks. And a lot of people have seen this in movies and stuff like that, and they kind of think it's... In, in North America and in the Western part, of this witchcraft is not... Uh, like, Hedlet has come out of witchcraft since she was born, being attacked by witches in her area. It's very real over there, right, Hedlet? Yeah. Okay. I mean, from as long as you can remember, there's been battles with witches in the area, right? In your local towns. Yeah, I mean, it yeah, really started... Yeah, there's a lot of witches right there. Um, it's just that they all fight in, in a vicious way that you will never know who will be going to stab you on the back. And I was just confident at the time that, you know, I didn't know that I was kind of surrounded with a lot of witches during those deliverances. Right. Yeah, they snuck in, I believe. And now, Rich, let's, uh, let's roll the clock back. When uh, Eblett was first there, moved into an apartment, what did you all find when you moved in? Okay, that was the first witch that we took down. Um, Tell people God, the reality of what's going on there. Well, what they do over there is they actually go to graveyards in the middle of the night. And um, believe it or not, graveyard dirt is very powerful in black magic curses. Uh, specifically if they can get the graveyard dirt around someone that used to be a murderer, uh, a serial killer. They like that type of dirt in that area because they feel that the demons are more powerful. So they collect the dirt, the gravel, in the cemetery around the tombs of somebody that was either in war, they like that, or uh, a murderer in the real world before they died. So they collect that, and they also like to get nails in the coffin. They collect those. And they often conjure spirits in the cemetery, and they actually put them in jars, the spirit of destruction that they would invoke. Wow. And then they ca- they put the demon in there. They put a bunch of crystals in there, I guess, to keep the demon energized. I don't understand that one. bunch of crystals, all different type colors, crystals and gems, and in a pretty big jar. Um, they invoke the demon into the jar and they'll put the nail there of the of the of the clump where they conjure the spirit and then somehow they're able to cap the demon off into the jar and they put cotton over it and then they wax the top of the jar almost airtight and seal it and they keep the demon in there with like a, they put like a skull net over it. We actually have pictures of it on Eblett's Facebook page of the, of the demon that we found. Now, when she broke that jar, the demon came out. We have pictures of the black entity leaving the jar. Right, Eblett? Yes, that's right. Um, that was during the time when, um, I moved into a new apartment because I have to move out from the previous one. And I didn't know the history of that apartment. It's actually a whole house, and there was um, a storage area in the back. And I was wondering, Richard was wondering, too, it was offered to me in a cheap way, and and no one was living there. And what I do know was the couple who originally owns that house died already um, about three years ago, um, the husband and the wife, and then there was a kid. And then um, the kid is under um, a guardian, an auntie. It's still in the bloodline. And I didn't know that, that it was 
it was a cursed place. So I moved in there, and the first night that I was there, I was wondering because it was really heavy inside, and I I did prayers there, and I went into anointing the place, but still some weird things are going on, like Paul said, um, the, the living room is is flooded with water, and faucet is, is being left open during the night, and things like that, and, and the bulbs would just kind of, of explode and, and and goes on and off. And it took about three days into going into prayer and fasting and have to go into, into spiritual warfare and ask God to expose what's going on in that house. And a neighbor told me, that the couple who lives there died of cancer. They died of cancer um, in just the span of, of, of one year. The husband went first and then the wife followed. And after that, um, there were some money issues involved and they said that it has something to do with witchcraft. But I was still wondering the time because... My son could not sleep. I could not sleep during the night, too. And I see shadows right outside the windows moving during the night. And have to go to to really identifying what's the course object that was put in the house. And at that point, um, I really have to, with, with Richard's advice, so I followed his advice and I moved in right to the storage area to really try to find it. And it took about three days to really just identify where it is. And it was right in the ceiling area that I found it and it's a chart. It was strapped in a black cloth and tied with a, a string that has a skull and two bones, a, a two bones that has been crossed like an X. And I don't know what I'm going to do, but we open it. Before opening it, we went into prayer, and I was just taking snapshots. For the record, I was taking snapshots. I don't know what to expect. And what I found inside were nails, really long nails, and then there were some chipwoods and and a lot of crystals. But when I, I uploaded the pictures, it was only then that one of the pictures was able to catch up something that I did not really see in, in, in the physical realm. And it's a shadow. And I was really looking at it, and, and it was clear. It's a shadow of, of a human skull. And I don't know what was it, but after that, after really describing that course object out of the house, it is only then that the things were getting clearer. And I was having a lot of attacks after that. And then we were standing. We don't know what what was going on, who planted that course object in the house, and what happened was... Um, what do you think it was? Spiritual warfare, returning it back to the Sanders, and yeah. she was exposed in time. She was exposed. So this lady was a witch, and what she was actually doing was uh, getting pieces of uh, a person right. 
their hair, their fingernails, mixing it with uh, potions and right. Uh, was it a demon that was in the jar, or was it a piece of their fragmented soul? What do you think? It was a spirit of destruction that she was mourning for her next attack. Wow, just like a real genie over in Saudi Arabia. We, we, we demon sent it back. When, when it broke, we told it to go back to the witch. And we, we told it to go back and leave her to a place of repentance, that her own traps and snares would become a blessing to her, that she would find the salvation truth of Jesus Christ, which yeah. is a blessing, by the way. And a lot of people don't think that is, but it is. Amen. And what happened is, I would say a week later, she called Maria and was crying and wanted to receive Jesus as her Lord and Savior. Yeah. And she confessed to doing something very evil. And we already knew what it was. But that was the first, you know, time that we really returned black magic uh, and saw the effects of it going back so rapidly. Wow. Uh, I will say that since she's been in deliverance in Sarapa City, she's been attacked by three different covens of witches, and she's prevailed through every one of them. But it wasn't without some battle wounds. Uh, witchcraft does hinder uh, people. It, it can come against you, run you down, spirit of heaviness is loose on you. Sometimes she, or she would get problems with her eyes when she was doing the last translation of the Spanish. Right, Maria? What happened to your eyes? Yeah, um, that was during the time I, I was um, preparing for the second deliverance with, with Henderson. So, but it usually happened. Um, I I stayed in Suriga and Henderson stayed in a different city. So he's in Baguio City. So I was the only one who really trying to to help other prepare, except for those people um, who volunteer. But most of the time. Um, most of them are really breaking. And at that point, um, I remember, I think that was during the time when I was trying to prepare for the second mass deliverance crusade and at the same time um, translating the English um, WMR manual to Spanish. And I don't know, at that point, I was really like, just having a lot of physical manifestations on my body. My eyes get bruised and it gets red, and then my, my hair was starting to fall out. I, I was just having a lot of, of weird attacks. And at the same time, several strangers, like, they just go right into my place. And the last deliverance that we had before I came here to to the United States, there were three um, strange women who came by my place and they were talking to my son and they were bringing booms. And when I approached them, um, I went out and I approached them and I asked, what do they want? They kind of were trying to hide away their faces and then they said, no, we're just selling booms. And then the following day, I asked um, neighbors if anyone was passing by selling booms, and they said no one. And there were just a lot of different encounters with several witches there. Then they tried to pay off your son's friend to sneak into the house of Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Um, I, I'm just so fortunate and thankful that the Lord really exposes um, course objects that is being planted into the house. So many times um, there was a time when... I encountered actually um this one is a question and she is 
she was a pastor's wife, and I cannot believe that that she was exposed later on. But I wasn't able to identify her that time. But she was placing crystals inside my son's um my son's bag, and I think that was Richard was able to pick up right on the camera the manifestation of a smoke, and at the same time. There was a physical manifestation of banging doors in in my house, in my place, and I was really trying to look for the first object that was able to get into my place, and it was found right under under the fridge, under the refrigerator. And that time, I I really have a full trust with fellow Christian friends. We were having Bible studies in the house, and I just did not know that I kind of was letting in several Christians who are operating in witchcraft, and I did not know that I was letting them in. So when I, I decided to stop the Bible study in my place, I said, I think... um I should not let the Bible study first. Um, I think I should just lay off for a time. And we stopped it, and at that point, it was exposed. I found the crystal right under the fridge, and after it was found, uh, the manifestation stopped as well. And then Crystals, huh? I did not know that yes. this um, pastor's wife has been going to my son's school and she, the kid knows her, so he he was so trustful to talk to her. And the second time around was, um, I was in the middle of a prayer together with Richard on the phone, and that was one o'clock in my place, one o'clock in the morning, my time, right there in the Philippines. And I stayed up one to three o'clock to just be able to pray because I was really having a lot of, of several attacks there. And at that point, I was in the middle of talking to him with regards of what to do. I really smelled my room, like really smelled just some kind of a septic tank that I could not understand. And I just stopped. I did not tell him that I smelled something, and he stopped, and he said, we need to pray. And he was able to discern it. So we prayed against it, and it vanished for about five seconds. And I, I was keeping on asking, I said, what is that? And he said, that must be an entity. I said, there is no way that an entity could get into this place because I have been praying morning and, and, and night here, and the place has been anointed alike. And he said, there must be a curse object that was able to gain entry. And I said, oh, no, not again. I never allowed anyone anymore in this place. No one was able to get entry here except me and my son. And then later on, I really decided to to look into the kid's bag. And I found out that there were crystals that were put in the bag, in his wow. bag. Yes. And I asked the kid... I asked the kid who who put it, and the kid was able to tell me. He said, um, "I was just able to talk with 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 this person, and she was holding my bag, and she was asking me how you were doing." And I told him, "That's that's it." I said, um, "Stop talking to her. I don't want you to talk to her anymore." 
And so after that, when we decided to really ask God for an exposure of, of this, we did not expect it. We did not expect it. Unfortunately, um, she was exposed. She was really exposed. Right. That's hardcore. So uh, basically, you found out that uh, crystals are a contact point, huh? Well, they use them as a, a, a actually to see into the house. A lot of times, they actually project, and it's a point of contact for them, uh, for them to enter into the house and, and watch what she's doing. Look for openings, scan, which is uh, notorious for scanning for openings. They understand iniquity. And they, they look for like a matter of pure the opening. Oh man! And um, in this case, we just took her crystals and put them back on her doorstep. The next day, she left town. She ran out of town. So um, we've been battling witches for some time. We have some experience We're coming against witchcraft, black magic, hardcore black magic. And, um, you know, we've had great success to the Lord by his grace in exposing their plans and plots. I'm sure they're very upset about it. I'm sure they're very discouraged about it. But they can't stop the deliverance crusades that God is doing. And that's their main goal. Yeah. Case in point, uh, Pastor Carl Henderson came back to the States. Uh, relate what he just experienced. Um, well, at the last Mass Women's Crusade, two of his wet towels were stolen. So we know that this other witch did that. Listen, there's so many witches. I, I can't even, there's so many stories of witchcraft that I can go over with you right now, but it's like, I, it's just, you know what? The witches are really foolish. They need to repent. And repent of their black magic because their demons always fail them. Once they come against an anointed Christian that knows about their plans and their wiles, they go down. They go down very hard. But ignorant Christians are like cutting through butter for them. That's why you need to learn how to battle witchcraft. So Uh, Carl Henderson came to the... So he came to the States and uh, was going to take a little vacation... And they actually asked him to preach. And then what did he encounter when he did one of the services? Well, a demon manifested in a woman he's known for years. Wow. And as he was binding the demon, the demon kept saying, Who is this man? How does he know how to do this? Um, you know, and he had approached the demon and he said, My name's Carl Henderson. Uh, I'm going to cast you out tonight. So the demons are very upset about binding and loosing. Uh, they're a little confused on how ministers are ramping up right now on coming against them. And I don't want people to be discouraged. A lot of people have ramped up in deliverance and the devils come at them to try to discourage them. We're on the third wave ramp up right now. Maria's already started. I've already started. We're revising the manual. Uh, new artwork. Uh, new revisions that we've learned about black magic and the occult are going to be added to them. That we know is work because we've, we've tested these tactics already. They've been field tested. This isn't stuff that we're just gleaming from other people's books. This is real experiences. And that's why we know the effectiveness of them. Now, the addendum article that we're going to be adding to the the mass deliverance kits that we're going to be sending out is going to be a new booklet, which a mega man you're supposed to help me work on, uh, which is going to be... um, Battling witchcraft and occult in your area and how to survive. Yeah. And we feel that's very important for any deliverance minister 
to understand that once witches in your area know that you're choosing to go into the deliverance ministry, first of all, you'll be attacked by Christians. So get ready for that. You'll be called un- unbalanced, unscriptural, and basically Christianity will try to roll right over you. So once you get over that attack, most likely that the Christians that were accusing you of being off balance, and one of them was probably a witch. Because now we're learning that witches have infiltrated the churches tremendously. And they're waiting and monitoring anyone to ramp up in deliverance ministry. So you're going to have witchcraft attacks. So just get ready for it. And get ready for it. You're going to run into a tear, and you're going to have to deal with the tear. You're going to have to roll over that tear. And they're there. they got book bags. Some of them are pastor's wives. Some of them are just people that are at the, at, they're looking for help. And what these witches do is they infiltrate, they get close to leadership, uh, they bewitch the church. I, I believe that they bewitch, like Paul said, who has bewitched you, Galatia? They bewitch the church. They bewitch the pastor. And they negate and neuter that church. Spiritually cut its gonads off. And that's why the church is so confused and powerless right now, is because there's so many witches that have bewitched the leadership, I believe. So, Amen to that. And we have no option but to um, launch an attack against them. Because uh, they are sure, certainly organized. I mean, for some time we've known, Rich, that uh, these witches and warlocks and these covens are getting together at 6 p.m. Praying against pastors, hurl, hurling word curses. Folks, when a witch hurls a word curse against you or uh, a potion or, you know, hex of X, conjures up a demon and shoots him your way, you better know how to do spiritual self-defense. Because attacks are real, and it says, my people perish from lack of knowledge. So that's what we're trying to do here, and we've been criticized. Uh, all you do is talk about demons. Well, when the the televangelists start talking about demonic spirits and how to get set free, then maybe we'll move on. Yeah. Uh, but well, nobody's talking about it, are they, Rich? By and large. Well, the problem is, in Mega Man, is that there's such a limited uh, resource of information on on this this infiltration that we've uncovered specifically in the Philippines, and if it's in the Philippines, it's going to be here. Yes, there is witchcraft in the church. Yes, and we want people to be aware of it because you're going to find out about it as you ramp up in the deliverance ministry. Deliverance ministry is the only ministry that shuts down the power of the witches. The witches' power is demons. That's where they get their power. Demons are their messengers. Demons work their revenge spells. Demons do all their, their uh, narromancing, necromancing, you know, all their continuity with the spirit to find out information. Yes. The million spirits. Without spirits, they can't operate. And if they can't operate, they have no power. And if they have no power, they're no longer a witch. Okay? So, the deliverance of ministry completely shuts down witchcraft. That's why witches ramp up in revenge against deliverance ministers. And a lot of people are saying, well, this just sounds a little bit crazy. Well, 
Look in the Philippines what happened over there. Look at all the witchcraft that's manifesting all in every town you go and there's witch, witches, warlocks killing each other, death spells, people dropping dead all over the place. Okay? And we're finding out right now that there's witchcraft in the church. In the local church you probably attend, there's somebody probably dabbling in witchcraft that has bewitched the pastor and kept them from ever entertaining the fact that they should be involved in the deliverance ministry. Okay? You know, folks, you don't, bewitched. you don't believe what we're saying? Uh, go do a uh, Google search right now, news on witchcraft, and you're going to find out that Christine O'Donnell, okay, uh, running for Congress, I believe it is, uh, Delaware Republican Senate nominee, she said, yeah, I, uh, I dabbled in witchcraft. Come on, folks. Right. There is witchcraft in all she also said She said it's very real. She, she gave it validity. She said it's, it's real. So um, if she's saying it's real, we're telling you it's real. We're just saying, look, if you're getting involved in the deliverance ministry, get ready for the battle. And you know what? It's worth the battle. Get involved. But don't get involved without knowing what you're, what you're going to run into. You don't need to be in fear, folks. You know, greater is he that is in thee than he that is in the world. And God has given us the uh, the full armor in Ephesians 6. And we're here to um, get as many uh, deliverance ministries that we can find on the air to get a download of what they know so yeah. you can uh, get a running start. And then, uh, you know, that's for you, the Christians out there that are listening. And, you know, you've got to do spiritual work daily. It's fun, it's fun Omega Man. It, it, this is fun. Shutting witches <laughs> down in your area is a lot of fun. It's much more fun than just clippy-clapping around. Maybe I mean, wouldn't you want to go right. shut down some witches tonight? <laughs> I mean, we've, seen, we've seen five witches already delivered. Um, and, you know, it's, a, it's, pretty, it's pretty awesome when that happens. And I will have a message to you witches out there, or those that are contemplating witchcraft getting into it, think this is fun and games. It's not. Because once you get into it, your only hope to get out is going to be Jesus Christ. And yeah. uh, sooner or later, they're going to knock you off at the most convenient time to them they're going to have a demon push you outside of a window and you'll you'll take a uh, a jump to your death it'll be over with then uh they well, will usually they didn't help jezebel in the end jezebel didn't make it no alistair crowley didn't make it either he died broke in a hospital bed he, and he, he said he, i, I really hate myself bar, bar, borrowing money he's borrowing money at the end hey man they'll use you up and then throw you away like a beer can um so, uh, you know, when your spirit leaves the body, it's a beer, a beer can. A beer can's got a nickel value. It's worse yeah. than that. It's like one of those juicy juices. You ever see them? <laughs> that little carton. That's what he throws you. Listen, there's different levels of witches, okay? The, I'm talking about the black magic invokers of the 72 and Gautia spirits, the lesser spirits of Solomon. The people that are invoking these dark, foul princes from the pit. You... Okay, should be careful coming against deliverance ministers. Okay, because whatever you send out is coming back to you sevenfold. I know it. Yes. Your demons have told me. Specifically the witch that's come against her recently. Those demons and other demons have told me when, when we had them on the ropes, when we were expelling them, they told me that we've gone back to Narcissa. Cancer and leukemia have gone back. And... That's just the way it is. A lot of people think that's wrong to return curses. We feel it's right. We think it's scriptural that these witches need to be shut down. They're murderers. And if you're going to leave a murderer 
in, a, in a, your local town. There's something wrong with you, not us. Amen. I mean, are you going to? You don't think these murder spells work? Maria just told you two people died in the house when she moved the bed. We found two bottle spells with nails and the guy's hair wrapped with a scroll with his name written on the scroll wrapped in hair. Okay, in a bottle behind his headboard on his bed, where the guy died. Okay, there was a graveyard nail in there with a nail. I researched the spell. His hair wrapped. Incidentally, the witch was a. a, a uh, a, a, a hairstylist <laughs> who tried to cut Maria's hair, you know. Got to be careful with these hairstylists. So, and she said it was perfectly cut, the guy's hair in the bottle. So you know that that guy went and got a free haircut from his sister-in-law, and it was probably the worst haircut he ever could have got because it wound up in a bottle behind his bed, and that guy wound up dead, and then his wife wound up dead up two months later. Both died of brain cancer. He got a haircut in the devil's barbershop is what he did. Gotta be careful with your hair. Witches collect, and you know, I, I know this, this Christians all the time, I run into them, and they always say the same thing. No witchcraft gonna affect me. I'm, I'm under the blood and the anointing. And they just march around and they think, until they run into a real warlock that knows how to extra project against them, scan them, find an opening, invoke a spell curse, get their picture, get their name, get their signature, get their birthday, uh, get a fresh picture, get something of theirs, and then invoke some type of whammy on them, then they learn. But I'm telling you to guard those parts of your life. I'm not saying that a witch can murder you, but they can create hindrances against you. And if you don't believe that, Brother Paul had problem in the Bible getting from one location to the other. He said, Satan has hindered me. Okay, the devil can hinder you, even though you're a believer, even though you're a tongue talker. Don't think that you're not going to have opposition. And don't think that these witches are ignorant. They are very honed in on the on deliverance ministry. They know about demons. They know how to operate with them. They know how to evoke them. And they know how to kill with these spirits. Okay? It's sad what is happening to the deliverance ministry and the cake bake modern day church movement. It's very sad. Because even in the days of Messiah, okay, the Pharisees and Sadducees knew more about deliverance in the modern day church. Deliverance ministry was actually active before Messiah, Messiah came on the scene. They used to use the book of Psalms to, to expel demons. They learned that from King David when right. he expelled demons from Saul with the music. They knew that music had a, de a deliverance force. They learned that from King David. They knew about the deliverance ministry. They knew about demons. They knew what Jesus was doing was casting demons out. And that's why the demons were almost Jesus' worst enemy at that point. Because they kept saying, we know who you are, the Holy Son of God. The demons were trying to expose him. And they knew, Jesus knew that they would believe the demons. Because they, they knew about demons. Deliverance ministry was not ignorant back then. Everybody's like, Sadducees and Pharisees were completely apostates. Yeah, they were. But they knew more about deliverance than you. So who's more apostate? Deliverance ministry cannot call imbalanced right now. Because there hardly is any. So anyone that's got their pedal to the metal, full force, rowing with the deliverance ministry cannot possibly be unbalanced. It's impossible. Amen. And that's the thing that scares the enemy the most, is that people are going to learn about deliverance. And then get out there and put the devil on a run. I mean, um, that's how they've operated clandestinely for hundreds of years, thousands of years maybe. 
We've been in the spiritual dark ages, and just like that uh, demon manifested and said to Carl Henderson, how do you know this? Where did you come from? Brother, they had probably never seen deliverance in that church, and the, the demon was just caught off guard. Had no idea he was going to be evicted. They're very, they're very scared. And uh, demons recently are very frightened when they manifest. They act cool for like 10, 15 minutes, and I know they're playing an act, but eventually they're scared. When the angels are around them and the swords of the Lord against them, they're terrified of the Lord. Okay, these demons are not in a good position right now. And we need to expel them. We need to drive them out of the church. Why do you think the church is so powerless? Why do you think Kundalini spirit is so active in the church right now? Why why are so many people against... You know what drives me to keep doing the deliverance ministry, and I've tried to get out of it multiple times? I've tried to get out of it with going into doom and gloom, and I'm back in it again. Uh, The reason that I get back into it is because there's so much opposition. There's so many attacks. There's so much witchcraft against it. And that tells me that I'm I'm striking a nerve. And if I'm hitting a a vein, so to say, and I, I see that gold stream, I know I'm hitting something good. There has to be something there. Amen. You know, I was I was under a ministry of Pastor Charlie Holzhauser. I saw mass deliverances at the age of nine, ten years old. I've seen demons expelled, uh, you know, multiple, multiple times. I've seen them scream in terror. And I realized that from reading the book of Mark and, and, and the book of Luke, you could see that the deliverance ministry was a necessity of Messiah's ministry. It's something that he did every day. Wherever he went, he was casting demons out. Now, why is that not going on? If anybody's imbalanced, it's Christians of the modern-day movement today, right here, right now. Amen. They are imbalanced. They don't have the true signs following. Jesus said, these signs shall, meaning will, follow those that believe, truly believe. Those that are true believers of Jesus Christ should preach the gospel and the next step would be cast out demons. Preach, cast demons out, heal the sick. That's the order of the hour. Now, I see a lot of preaching. I see a lot of people going to healing ministry, but they skip the middle one. They they like the two-thirds, and I I guess the middle one, some people are scared to confront demons. I'm, I'm not. I love it. I love confronting demons. I love facing off with them. Okay? It's just something that, that, that should be in every believer's blood to want to go forward in this ministry. And Amen. we are going to ramp up many workers. Many workers are going to be ramped up. And this next ramp up, me and Maria Eblet are working on the revised manual. Okay? All the software we ordered has arrived today. We're revamping everything. And it's going to be going out internationally. And we're going to be opening up a two-hour show specifically designed to getting this word out everywhere. Um, this ramp-up is going to happen, people. There's going to be mass deliverance crusades. And I'm listen, the demons, I, they just want us to die, the demons. They're waiting for us to die. They know that the only advantage they have is that those that have the knowledge of them, they hope that they drop dead. It's in Psalms. They say, we hope an evil disease cleaves to them. That's what these demons are saying. They want a Mega Man to drop dead. They want me to drop dead. They can't wait for us to drop dead. Because the information will will cease. 
they won't be displaced. See how many demons have told me, please, just let me remain here. I want to rest. I just want to sleep. Recently, what? one just said, I'll just sleep. I'm not going to bother anybody. They just want to lay dormant in your body. And sooner or later, they will manifest as some type of sickness, disease, cyst, problem in your body. Pastor Charlie Holzhouse used to talk about that all the time. Get them out now. Much better out, get them now, than under the scalpel of a doctor's knife. Better off getting them now than under the couch of a psychologist, a psychiatrist's uh, office. You see? Much better get them out now than going into the natural to deal with them. Amen. And you had better get busy, folks, while you still can. What are you going to do when your eight-year-old daughter is admitted to the intensive care unit of an emergency room and she's been trying to take chunks out of her body, biting her arms, trying to bite her toes off, foaming at the mouth? This just happened last week. Who are you going to call? You're going to call the pulpit pimps? You want to be able to get through. You're going to go to your pastor? He doesn't even know what you're talking about. He'll probably run and say, see ya, and refer you to a shrink. And they'll try to put you on psychotropic drugs just, just to open up the doorway even more. Right. It's the deliverance ministry that nobody wants to do, Rich, because it doesn't pay. This is Brother Mike says in the chat room. You don't make money doing this, folks. Nobody supports the deliverance ministers. There's so few of us out there. That's true. They care enough to even do anything about it. It's like Carl Henderson said on, on Watch Your Radio Saturday night. He said, if I had an orphanage, uh, or if I was just feeding the hungry, I would have more resources coming in. And then he talked about some dog that was sick for one of these pastors. They raised more money to get the dogs healed, the veterinarian, than Pastor Carl has raised the whole year over doing mass deliverance crusades and healing crusades. Not just doing the mass deliverance and healing crusades, but actually raising up disciples to do it. That's what this is all about, folks. Remember, the witches are very ramped up. They know about demons. They know how to use demons. They know about the supernatural. They have supernatural powers. They know how to scan you. They know how to invoke spells. They know how to send death curses. Um, and they know how to get divination and uh, operate with familiar spirits. So today... There's been such a ramp up in the occult. And you say, well, wait a minute. Why do the witches seem to have more power than modern day Christians? Because that church is bewitched. Why do these warlocks seem to have more power than that church? Because that church has been bewitched. And when Paul said, who has bewitched you that you've strayed from the truth? He understood that. If you look at that in Greek, it's bewitched. It's witchcraft that's been sent against believers. How do we know this? Because we've uncovered so many witches in the church already. We've uncovered them. We found them. Planting crystals and curses and spells. And the demons have given us their names and addresses. That's how we know what's going on. So, and brother, we, we have no we, discernment left anymore in the church. I hate to use that term, the church, so much because I, I really have nothing to do with the so-called church. I consider us the remnant, and we're supposed to be ramping up. And what the church is doing, whatever they call themselves, is just a waste of time. I really am not interested in cantatas. I'm not interested in these all these programs and conferences and everybody selling tape series that do nothing. It really makes me vomit. You're not interested I, in... I've had it. 
learning how to be a better you or live your best life now? That guy's been bewitched, okay? And and you know what? His wife has cursed out airliners twice. What about the dude uh, who would have you send him a thousand bucks so he can buy another zebra and a monkey? See, I don't even know who that is, and I thank God I don't know who that is because I really have nothing to do with it. I mean, I came under, I came out of Pastor Charles Holzhouse's church. I've always been spared from the, the big megaplex garbage churches, thank God. And um, right now, I just really want to see deliverance workers ramp up. And I know they're so attacked. It, it really grieves me to see the attacks that they go through. And I know people that work on the mass deliverance material come under attack. Because we come under attack. And we like it, actually. Because it makes us feel that um, we're heading the right direction. Amen. If there's no attacks, there's something wrong. That's so right. The demons help us, in a way, because they make us feel wanted. Because if they're attacking us, they must hate us. And the demons I've been reason. serving the Lord for 55 years, and nothing's happened to me. Something must be wrong with you. That's what people are saying to us. Folks, if you haven't been under any attack, there is something wrong with you. You're not a threat to the enemy. Satan attacks and puts his resources on people who can stymie his plan. And if you're just going to church once a week, throwing a couple bucks in the offering plate and going home, and you're not under any attack, ask yourself, you must not be doing anything to aggravate Satan, or he would allocate some resources to you. But, you know, time's get running out because... Get, get, get in love with the deliverance ministry. It's the best thing you can do. The new manual that we'll have ready by the end of the week um, is going to be so hardcore. All the notes I've been taking over the past year are ready. All yes. the notes that I've compiled are ready to go, and they're all going to be inserted in the new revised mass deliverance manual. You can print these things out, or we, we will send you a hard copy. And I know last time a lot of people wrote in and we didn't mail you a copy... That's because we're already going through revision issues. But right now, we're pretty confident that this manual is going to be complete because we're going to be adding the section on how to survive witchcraft attacks. If you don't know how to survive witchcraft attacks, we do not recommend you get involved in the deliverance ministry. We do not. We do not recommend it because we've seen so many people get run over. We gave some wind-whirly material to a pastor, and Maria will... will Test this, Maria. What was that pastor's name in Davos City? Oh yeah, um, Pastor Igor. He was really wanting to move on with with the master of at that time, and he he had a certain knowledge, but he really just don't have the enough knowledge to really go through it. And at that point, um, I was having a lot of issues to with several attacks um, right by almost everywhere. And I gave him a booklet. There was no time. Um, it's a win release booklet, Baffling with Witchcraft and, and the Occult. And I gave it to him, and I just did not hear anything from him ever He's again. Dead. He I died. Yeah. He died. Well, that's how we heard he was in the hospital. Uh, he obviously had a witch in his church. Um, and listen, folks. Be careful around real witches that know how to curse you because if you do have an opening, if you're not completely sanctified yet, and the witches get, get a hold of your hair and your nails, uh, they get a hold of uh, your saliva, uh, your blood. If you had a bloody nose, you clip your nails, something like that. They love that. And they also love, unfortunately, urine. Uh, they will collect your, your most current handwriting. 
They love your birth date. And they love any current pictures of yourself. They collect those things. Just remember that. Those elements are very precious to a black magic witch. With those things, they can ramp up a bundle uh, curse over you. And if they know you're opening by scanning you, if they ever slipped a crystal into your pocket and you didn't know about it, they've already scanned you. So they know what you've been doing and they know the opening. And once they know the opening, they use that opening to invoke a curse. That's why it's so important to be completely sanctified. If you're working through something, by the grace of God, the, the blood will cover the breach. Okay? There are breaches that can be covered. God is not expecting everybody to be 110% sanctified because nobody is. I'm not. Nobody is. God will protect you. Okay? Yeah. If you're humble, confess yourself to the Lord every day. Come before him and just say, please work, help work with me in this area. I'm working yes. this out. Cover me in the blood. Cover all these breaches in my life. He will cover them. Okay? Don't think that... Remember, witches got a bigger opening than you. So when you return the curse, okay, guess what? <laughs> the opening is witchcraft for them because they've touched Amen. the occult. They have a gigantic hole waiting for their curse to come back to them. Now, they do ramp up with circles and, and pentagrams and walls they build to try to protect themselves. You just say, I put the blood of Jesus over their, their circle. I break down their walls of protection by the blood of Jesus. And the curse rolls right back to them. They shut right down. And um, don't fear witchcraft. No. In fact, the velocity of witchcraft is what will sustain you. Because as it comes at you, it goes right back to them. But just be careful of those elements of your body, your hair and your nails. Uh, unfortunately, your saliva. I, I do spit sometimes. I never realized that these witches wait. They followed her outside. The demon told me. Uh, she just happened to spit a little bit on the pavement, and that's what they put in the bottle with two beetles, and they wrote her name on a scroll and wrapped it with black thread and put it in this bottle. Now, they usually take these bottles. In her case, they were throwing them on her roof where she lived. They want it close to you, and they will take elements of Scripture and twist them. The devil loves taking parts of Scripture and twisting them to his advantage, specifically a curse going in and curse going out. So witches always plant things by your front door because they take that from Deuteronomy 28. They, they use scripture, but they twist it for their advantage. Another one is your birthday. You know, remember when Job cursed the day he was born? So they use that. So anything with curses in it, they use and they twist for their advantage. So your birthday is very precious to a witch because they curse the day you were born. Um, they use curse going in and curse going out. They bury these bottles with the nails by your door. So you're coming in and coming out. And I know you're under the blood and it's not going to kill you or anything, but it can create a hindrance, like a heaviness. You might feel a heavy wave every now and around you, get a cold feeling. That's the demons. And you're going to want to send these back and find the accursed object if it's been planted in your area. Um, again, if you have an opening and the witch has scanned you, you're going to have some problems. Uh, you don't want that opening... Uh, you have to cover any opening that you're working on with, with the blood of Jesus Christ. Without the blood, you will not make it. You've got to petition the blood of Jesus on your spirit, your soul, and your body and mind every day. Uh, the blood is how we are going to make it. It's prophesied in Revelation 12:11 that we overcome the devil by the power. There's power in our, our testimony. And not only that, it's by the blood of Jesus Christ. So it's by the grace of the shedding of the blood of Messiah 
that we're able to keep pushing through, even though we're not these golden saints, we're not all purified and 110% sanctified, because sanctification comes through obedience and participating in your calling. Because as you're ramping up in ministry and you see these things manifesting, it makes you want to be more holy. You want to work more holy. And when you realize witches are trying to find openings in your life and scan you, you want to be more holy. Yeah, it's a real something that's inspired you. It's a real encouraging thing. Amen to that. Um, you start paying uh, yeah. attention to things that maybe you took for granted before, such as dreams. Uh, and you're listening to Omega Man Radio Network. This is a live show. We've got Richard Keltner, host of Watchman Radio, and Eblett. Uh, on the line tonight, and if you would like to call in and talk to Rich Eblett, uh, you need prayer, you want to share a testimony, the number is 917-889-2745. We'll take your call, we'll pray with you, whatever you need may be. Um, you know, dreams are real. Yeah. And uh, we need to dreams pay attention to our dreams, don't we? Well, witches can actually enter into your dreams through lucid dreaming. Uh, they can participate in a half-state, half-sleep, uh, half-awake uh, type invocations specifically if they have any element of your body they they will go into your dreams um, that's a good way to find out if, if you ask the Lord to give you victory over your dreams you can sometimes in, in the in the spirit realm the astral realm come against these things I've had success coming against witchcraft in that realm by only asking the Lord you can't do it like they do it they do it through invoking and enchanting they actually leave their bodies uh, it's called soul travel. Another state, would, the lowest state would be called lucid dreams. And astral travel is uh, obviously the biggest. Unfortunately for those witches um, that we've learned, we can petition the Lord to have an angel stand by their body and cut the civil cord on them when, yes. they, when they astral project against us. Uh, and it has been known that witches do not get back in their bodies again. They don't snap back in with that civil cord. And that angel... We'll, we'll hack that cord if we ask God to do that. We have authority uh, for for having these angels charge and help us. Um, a lot of people say we don't, we don't pray to angels. We don't pray to angels, but we pray to the Father for angels. And when we yeah. know they're present, because the angel Lord encamps around those that fear the Lord. So we know they're there. And when they're there, we can participate in first person with them. I often will have angels just say, I'll just like angels Lord hold this person's arms because angels holding a person's arms when they're manifesting is a lot easier to subdue them than, than humans. Uh, the wrists and ankles of a person when they're manifesting, when an angel's there, you'll see the angels will grab the arms. An invisible force will hold them. So you want angels to be involved in deliverance ministry. They really like it. They love deliverance ministry. They want to participate in it. And I, I believe that they want to be more involved. I mean, you want to keep calling for angels and deliverance. Always ask for God's angels. Pray all the time. I have noticed that angels sometimes ascend and descend. They don't hang around for a long time. An angel might show up for like 30, 40 seconds, and then sometimes that angel leaves and another one comes. But sometimes there's space and time where there might not be an angel there, I've noticed. Uh, I haven't figured that out yet. It appears to me that there's some type of lower plane battle going on. And um, well, I'm going to I think ask it's important. God. I'm going to use what you just said. I'm going to ask God to have angels uh, stationed by my bed at night, and if a witch comes in, snap her, cut her silver cord. You could do that. It's kind of vicious. I would probably warn them before I did that. But um, 
You Cut know, the silver cord, they don't get back, do they? No, they go into the abyss. You know, it says suffer which not to live, and we, we try to have mercy on them, folks, and ask God to bring salvation to them. We don't want anybody to die. But uh, you got to understand, there are some that will, would kill you if they could, just as they sent uh, leukemia and cancer back at uh, Ebel. And yeah. uh, they, w- they would like to see us dead. And, you know, um, they'll wear you down. So you, it requires uh, a daily uh, warfare prayer. You know, put on the armor of God, do your spiritual self-defense. you got to do that. Right. You didn't ask for the attacks. Um, so, you know, sometimes it just makes me angry, my friend. I mean, I remember when we were uh, trying to get up to the Bob Larson uh, convention yeah. there in New York. We both came under attack, I'll tell you. Uh, I was trying to come out. Uh, I got bit by uh, a poison spider, my left knee. I had a, uh, a root canal, all of a sudden manifest, and I hurt yeah. one of my stomach muscles. I mean, I had like three attacks going on at the same time. Right. You know, Bob Lawson is uh, hardcore. I've learned a lot of tactics from him, um, specifically having the demon, you know, say I, that it binds itself to every demon under its authority. <clears throat> That's a real great one. Um, there's a lot of tidbits we can pick up from other deliverance ministers. Carl Henderson has some new tactics. I've learned some new tactics. And we have to stick together as deliverance ministers because it, there's so few of us. Amen. And we've got our first call. We're going to go to the lines here. If you'd like to uh, talk to Rich or Ebel, the number is 917-889-2745. Call or you're on the air with Richard Kelder. Uh, yes, uh, this is uh, Richard again. Uh, like your show hey. there, Shannon. So I'm always um, listening in, trying to learn things here. Hey there, Richard. Um, yes, one of my um, questions is, I just want to know, how can we, um, I know we cover ourselves under the blood, but how can one uh, stay protected, like when we go out in public, uh, say, for instance, that like you go in a grocery store or, you know, just shopping somewhere, just, you know, just things in general? Rich? Good question. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Ebel has had that problem, which which is actually... She's had three covens after her. I don't expect any of you guys to have the type of problems that she had. But she was doing mass deliverance crusades in a town that was overrun by witchcraft. So we've learned that their tactics, that they will follow you around. It's it's almost like a scene in CSI. You remember mm-hmm. uh, when they have to find the cigarettes or something of the body of the oh, person yeah. for a DNA match? Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, these witches do want an article of yours. If they know you're in deliverance ministry... Um, and they had a witch in the church, and now you told the pastor you want to get involved in deliverance ministry, you're now tagged by witchcraft. They want to shut you down. Um, This is the great secret, I believe, that the deliverance ministry has been so trod down. The second you want to ramp up in this ministry, there's going to be attacks. And they're good, because you learn from them. We've learned a lot from them. Um, I would highly recommend... Just always covering yourself in the blood of Jesus. And, of course, uh, we had one girl grab Maria's hair one time, and she had to physically um, attack her also to get her off her hair because she was trying to pull some of her hair out. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, they go through great antics to get a part of your body. Hen- wow. Carl Henderson um, mm-hmm. had two uh, towels, wet towels. Take They like perspiration. If they can get perspiration on your clothing... That works tremendously in black magic. I'm talking about black magic. I'm not yeah. talking about a lot in this in, in America. There's a lot of uh, white witches. They really don't 
know what we're talking about here, but I'm talking about real black magic. I'm talking about witches that astral project, that invoke spells and, and, and real fetishes from the pit. They invoke the 72 Gautia spirits. I'm talking about the hardcore killers. They're murderers. Wow. And these type witches, okay, are very dangerous because they will try to get a part of your body, your clothing, your hair, your nails. Unfortunately, we found out they like urine too, as sick as they are. And they put that in a bottle and they, they do these bottle spells. Um, they go in the graveyards at night. They're in gra- cemeteries at night. Imagine that. They're always accumulating things. They want to accumulate things from you. They want to accumulate things from the graveyard. And they dig in the graves and they get nails. They like the nails of the coffin. They get energy from these articles. So articles of yours gives them energy. Articles of the cemetery gives them energy. Articles of the herbs gives them energy. Articles of lunar power give them energy. And to invoke these demons through incantations and chants from the abyss and the pit, they give them missions. Hmm. Now, the best thing, the, the, the way I would answer that is just always be on guard. If you are ramping up in the deliverance ministry and you can expect some type of attack to come, I would always just, not that these witches can kill you, because we've learned from the last demon that manifested, it told us that it lurked for three months looking for an opening. So they basically wait. Personally, I don't like a curse waiting around me. I kind no, of feel no. weird about that. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I want that to go back. So in the new Mass Deliverance Manual, I'm adding these elements to the Mass Deliverance Manual to cover this area. What I have learned about demons, and I know the, the Mass Deliverance Manual seems very wordy. A lot of people complain about that. And Carl Henderson actually used to complain about it also. But recently, you know, he said he's just using our manual now because he's learned these demons are very, very legalistic. They really wait till you pull their string. When you do pull their string, boy, do they get upset. So we've learned that a blitzkrieg shock and awe tactic, cover all the areas, is the best, safest way to deal with them. And to pray the blood of Jesus on over any invocation over my hair, my nails, my my skin, my signature, my current photograph, um, my saliva. I pray the blood of Jesus over any elements that witches might have accumulated, any of my body fluids, any article of my clothing or perspiration. I put the blood of Jesus, I send the angels to those elements, and I tort them, and I negate them with the blood of Jesus Christ. Praise God. You see? Everything's in a now state. In Mm -hmm. a now state. There's no time in the spirit realm. Everything's now. When they send the curse, even though it was three months ago, it's now. They're waiting. They're waiting for an opening. Even you getting angry, real upset with somebody, is a big enough opening for these demons to come in. So it's very important to send them back. Bat them back. Say, go home to mama. That's what we do. Okay. All right. Oh, thank you so much. That's crazy. Uh, Richard, uh, absolutely. And what I would add on to what Rich Keltner said was, uh, again, uh, cover yourself with the blood of Jesus. Every day I get up and I ask God to loose warrior angels with flaming swords to come down and surround me. Uh, my family, my kids. Oh, yeah, um, that's good. Mm-hmm. You know, Amen. I do that at night before I go to bed. And then, of course, you know, you want to just say, I bind all witchcraft attacks, all demon spirits have been sent against me. 
all hexes and vexes and curses, spells, I bind them away from me and back to where they came from sevenfold in Jesus' name. And so if there has been any attack sent at you, now it's going to bounce back and hit them. And uh, yeah, here's the thing, Mega Man. Though what we we learned about me and Maria have been doing that almost every day, but this demon, until we came against that element of the saliva, didn't go back. So I had to pull that that. string. That's why we're asking for the manual, and it sounds sounds legalistic. When you read the manual, you're going to go, boy, this is kind of legalistic. This is kind of wordy. But we're learning that the demons are legalistic. They're wordy, not us. What if you then were to have in your prayer every day, just say, I apply the blood of Jesus to any uh, item that came from my body or personal effects that have been stolen, and I uh, negate it in Jesus' name? Well, that's what we're going to add to the manual, and I know I know it kind of sounds, sounds wordy, but we have to because we've learned recently. There's the saliva one. Until I said to the demon, I put the blood of Jesus on that saliva, that that which accumulated, the demon went, oh, no. You know, it, mm-hmm. it said that. I said, oh, I pulled your string, didn't I, demon? So that's, it that's says, almost yes, like... Put you... go, go, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead Rich. I'm sorry. Uh, what I was going to say, so the, the demons almost like have a legal right, um, like I think it's Proverbs 26.2, um, the curse come without cause. You know, well, I said that to the demon. It's funny you mentioned that. It's funny you mentioned that. I actually said that to the demon. I said, demon, you confuse me, because a cursed cause shall not come. So right. what are you talking about, demon? It says we've always been waiting. The curse has been around her. Mm. So I'm saying, well, man, it, it said it wandereth. So that's what the curse was doing. It was wandering. And they wait. So could you imagine having witchcraft spells against you every couple of days? And all these curses oh. waiting. <laughs> you got to bat them bad people because it's heaviness. You don't need them. Yes. Yeah, that's serious. Mm. Um, so cover the, cover those areas. I know it's, it's hard to remember, but with the current manual, just read through it. It, it, oh, it does sound legalistic, and, and a lot of people have complained uh, that it's too wordy. But we have to get real technical with these demons. What we learned is that if you don't even announce the right generation, they still hang in there. So that's why wow. we added 10 generations for Ill- illegitimacy. But then we say, even as far back as the Garden of Eden, we go back so they can't say, you didn't say you went back far enough. They're legalistic. Mm-hmm. They like playing a game. They like them to go face off with you. And curses are the same way. They're looking for an opening. They're waiting for an opening. They're legalistic. Send it back, but also pray the blood of Jesus. If you've discerned any witchcraft coming against you, you definitely want to pray the blood of Jesus um, down on any hair or nails, uh, saliva, any article of your clothing with perspiration, your current pictures, your photo, your signature. They like your signature. Uh, and unfortunately, blood and urine, they also confiscate from you. If they can go into your garbage, uh, they will go into your garbage. Uh, so I would just say be careful. Guard these things in your life. Uh, it's not that they can kill you, but they want to kill you. And if they know you have an opening, they have more of a chance of killing you. But they need to scan you to get that. Oh, I see. But then... For men, it's always the obvious. They always go the route of lust. Uh, you know, that's usually a no-brainer. For, for they know it's a single man. Yeah. Uh, they, they usually go against, take a roll of the dice, the roll of the bone, so to say. But um, I would just say be, be cautious. Listen, deliverance ministry is exciting. Coming against witches is exciting. I think it's great. I mean, uh, somebody's got to do it. And that's like right. Pastor Carl <laughs> Henderson's been doing, he's, he's shutting witches down in entire towns and villages. 
we're going to that island where that demon told me, uh, Richard, we're going there to hold a mass deliverance crusade. Okay? Can which, you imagine? Which island, is that? which island is that? Um, it's off the coast of Maria. What's the name of that island? I I can't remember exactly the name, but I have a friend who was able to mention the name to me during that that last mass deliverance that we had. Yeah. Because that mm-hmm. last mass deliverance that I had with Pastor Carl, um, after that mass deliverance, Pastor Carl anyway did two mass deliverance with other places, but I wasn't involved with with that with those two ones. The mass, the last mass deliverance that I had with Pastor Carl Henderson, I, I had a lot of oppositions at that time. Even the churches right in that city are shutting me down. Um, it's the politics wow. in, in, inside the church. So I end up, I end up doing all the, the dirty works and it was really so stressful. No one was wanting to help out. No one was wanting to come forward and volunteer, so I really ended up running mm-hmm. here and here and there. And at that point, I have a lot of resistance already. So there were people telling me, um, are you really ready for, for this one to push through? And, and at some point, um, it just passed by my ear. Some people tell me that, um, you have it on the radio already, so the other people right from the other islands might might be going to come here to the city. I said, mm-hmm. well, that's good because we're expecting a lot of people. And then I did not know that that I was I was um, being in the front line already, which is um, the name, and I did not even know that this riches has been able to to really identify where I was living, and they know me by first name, and hmm. then um, they oh, yeah. do know that I am not from the city. And then at some point, um, at that day, during the mass deliverance, I really remember that day when everyone was in there already, Pastor Carl, Pastor Joseph Jusinski, and Stim. And then um, a lot of people came in, and then there were other people who were asking me because they came from another city as well, and there was just a lot of people coming in there. And that the time, the, the last mass deliverance, mostly are strangers to me, mostly are total strangers. They were not this, the same ones that who were present in the first and the second mass deliverance that we had there. And... Yeah. I could not really remember anymore with all of those people um tapping my back, um, asking for information and I and I was talking to Richard, I remember it. I, I was talking to Richard when I had to get out of the building and mm-hmm. that was the only time that I speak right outside. It was on the pavement and there were a lot of people already. And when I got in there, when everyone it was Pastor Jusinsko who, who led the, the pussy, and Pastor Henderson was really holding a certain case there, and she was schizophrenic. She was really schizophrenic. It's a young girl. And I really feel bad about it because it was really um, a special case. And she had a lot of demons in her, and she was mocking Pastor Henderson, but Pastor Henderson really doesn't want to give up. 
and he mm-hmm. was still trying to command things to come out. And I approached the mother because the mother was so desperate, and I asked what's the case, and then she said, and another pastor's wife told me, and then she said, oh, they came from this island, and I live here, I know that island, and I will never ever be going to to step on that island. I will never go there. And I said, why? What's wrong with the island? And then she said, um, they really kill people there. And I asked mm. the mother, I said, so what's, what's the case for this? And then she said, it's a long-time family land dispute, and and they invoke a curse. They were believers, but it's just unfortunate that a certain family, a certain clan of witches was attacking them, and and the kid was really so schizophrenic. Um, uh, what they need over there is uh, need a spiritual nuke over there. Uh, there's people asking, where can they get the current manual? So I want to give that out. Uh, you can go over to uh, drop.io slash mass deliverance. And uh, Watchman Radio's current manual is there. Uh, if you have not read it, get started on that. And then when the update is uh, made available, uh, it'll be back online. And uh, Right. Yeah. Knowledge is power. Okay. Good. The new one, the new one will be ready by the end of the week. We, we're discerning right now. Maria's already figured out uh, a lot of what we have to do. I already have all the notes that I've accumulated over the past year. And um, all these new spirits we're going to be adding into there. Um, and, of course, the area of trauma we're expanding because we found out that demons uh, are resonant. Uh, they usually get in at a very young age, two, three, four, five, six, seven, in that realm. And they generally get in through abuse, trauma, uh, you know, even kids being punched, beaten, made fun of, and traumatic things from rejection. These mm-hmm. spirits launch in. Because yes. these children's guard is so so down, um, um, these yeah. demons are like they're animals. They're vicious, and if it's a generational issue, they enter in even at, uh, uh, when they're born. These demons enter in if they have a right through a generational curse, they come right in. And um, we're covering that area of trauma because uh, that's such a big, big gateway for yeah. demons. So we want to really cover the area to hook these things out. All the spirits that came in through trauma, all the spirits that came in through abuse, all the spirits that came in through uh, the head of the household being destroyed. There was no uh, spiritual covering for the child, so to say, which is a lot of that going on uh, today. And the family unit has been destroyed. And because of that, the demons are having a, a field day. With children, that's why I see a lot of homosexual demons, uh, lesbian demons, entering yeah, right. at a very young age. Children are growing up saying, oh, look, I was born a lesbian. Oh, look, I was born. No, you weren't. These demons lodged in when you were younger, and they began to alter the DNA of the people. That's why you see a lot of homosexuals got high-pitched voices and have feminine tendencies, because these spirits are already altering the, the hormones. They can mess with your hormones. Wow. They can screw up your body functions. Uh, they know about the human body. and um, nine, nine out of ten times, uh, someone who is uh, homosexual, uh, they have been molested. A demon has been put into them. And uh, 
that's the case. The, the good news is you can get set free in Jesus' name. And you don't have to be that way. Um, right. And then there are, there are homosexuals, uh, demons that come down the family line. Someone dies, they'll jump on another family member. Maybe that person's never had anything, but they have these thoughts. So yes. once again, you got to get rid of those uh, generational uh, curses. And uh, you got to do spiritual warfare, folks, before it takes you out. Well, that manual, uh, Mega Man, is a great way to start the um, the process because we've gotten many uh, letters and emails from folk that have actually just read through the Mass Limits Manual and during it, um, just the renunciations are so important because the renunciations, the Bible says life and death are in the power of your tongue. So your tongue, through confession, has power because it says that we overcome him, the devil, by the power of of our testimony. So when we testify, when we say, I, through Jesus Christ, I break any generational curse of whoredoms on my bloodline. I go back 10, 15 generations on both sides of my family bloodline, even as far back as the Garden of Eden. And I put the blood of Jesus on the roots of that curse. And I come against all the demons that have lodged in me from that curse to come out of me now. When you begin to enter into a self-deliverance process, you are now breaking up the fallow ground. Yes. The the fallow ground is where these demons are rooted in your soul realm and in your mind. Demons love to um, send thoughts into your, your thought processes. Um, you can reprogram your mind with the Word of God and cast yeah. down all these vain, vain imaginations and get victory over them. But the demons are the ones that are sending that transmission. So wouldn't it be better going after the root of the transmission and blowing up a friggin' transmission tower. That's what the deliverance ministry does. That's why it's so important to to go into this ministry because demons can be suppressed and bound by the anointing. Don't misunderstand that going to church is good. It is good basking in the anointing and reading the word and praying because those things will bind the demon and set them back. Yes. But the demons unwind and untangle every now and then, and they mm-hmm. come back to fight and war against you. This is what the church has called living the crucified life, which is nothing wrong with it. It's just that there's areas in the person's soul that are still occupied by demons. And we're saying, get them out and let the Holy Spirit reside in that area. Let the rebuilding of your soul take place so you can be more of the kingdom of God birthing within you. And a lot of people say, well, lightness and darkness can't dwell together, and how can, um, you know, a demon lodge in you if you're filled with the Spirit of the Lord? And I I say to them, well, how did a lying demon approach the throne and say, I'll go into the prophet's of Hal's mouth? How did that happen? I thought you just told me lightness and dark can't dwell together. How come God himself was speaking to a lying spirit right in front of the throne? That's right. How did that happen? And how did Satan approach the throne in Job chapter 1. I mean, if Satan himself doesn't represent darkness, how is he hanging around in the throne room? That's right. Okay, when they can answer that and tell me... Uh, how he, still have a, he still has access. He's uh, the accuser of the brethren. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I look at least it, close enough I look that at he it, can talk. I look at it as we're, we're in a... When you get become born again, your, your spirit is sealed by the Holy Spirit. Now, a lot of people misread that into eternal security, which I am not an eternal securist. I believe eternal security is a damned heresy. But 
your spirit by the baptism of the spirit of the Lord is sealed off, meaning that the demons don't have a right to usurp you, your body anymore, or hijack you. When someone's possessed, they become hijacked. When you become born again, you no longer can completely become hijacked. You can become semi-hijacked, where a demon will manifest in you, and you might, for a moment, be semi. A flash of it might come, but never to the point where you're completely hijacked. Your spirit has now been sealed. Now, a lot of people get confused when during deliverance, why does a demon surface? Isn't that person possessed at that moment? Yes and no. Because what's happening is the Holy Spirit is surfacing that. I call it surfacing the animal. That's the phrase I have for it. And I always petition the finger of God in deliverance. I say, okay, um, Father God, I pray for your Holy Spirit to breathe into this person the light of the fire of the Holy Spirit, which I know is the finger of God. And I yeah. ask for the finger of God to press his finger against this demon right now and yeah. hem it in, surface this animal, so I can identify it, get its right, and cast it out. Amen. And that, that's my reason. And when I do that, the demon will surface eventually. It doesn't always happen right away. Because demons always have two thresholds. The first threshold is surfacing them. Once they're surfaced, you sometimes you'll see the person go unconscious for a little bit. And you know the animal's there. And at that point, you keep commanding it. I know you're there. Stop playing possum with me. Now they start playing possum. At that point, you might see them grin and smile. You know that they're there. You see a little twitch of the eye. You got the animal on the ropes. Now you ask the Holy Spirit to keep hemming this thing. Ask the angels to go in as burning minister and spirits of fire. That's a big one. You mm. use that psalm. Always the psalms use. They are yes. your knife. They are your sword. And you say, I petition the Father God right now for angels to go in with the Holy Spirit as burning ministering spirits of fire. To no. fight against this demon right now and to smite this thing with the sword of the spirit. Then you see the demon start getting annoyed. It'll go rah and wake up. Now you got the thing, it's now surfaced. At this moment, the demon has threshold number two. You just broke through the surfacing, which could take sometimes a half hour to an hour, and through the possum phase, where they play stupid and dead, and now the, this phase, the next threshold, is when they act cool. They generally will try to act cool. And at this point, they really do act cool. They will say things to you. They will mock you. They will say things against you. They will uh, laugh, uh, call you names. And at this They'll point... They try to play possum I, and even go to sleep. Yeah, wow. then they try to play possum every now Just and then. But sleep. Uh, at this point, <laughs> I, I usually tell the demon, I said, stop it. You know you're going to be crying in a couple minutes. So just get it over with now. I, I use psychology on them because I know they're defeated. And I know they're yeah. trying to use psychology on me. At this point, I said, look, Damon, you are in a bad position. The Holy Spirit has surfaced you. You have not surfaced yourself. Let me remind you of that. And they hate that. They hate that they've been uncovered. Now, this person is not possessed. The Holy Spirit has surfaced this animal, and it's in a bad position, even though it's trying to act cool with you. Now, I, I've had a demon. I said, I bind you. And the demon says, I bind you back to me. And I said, demon, stop that. And it was binding me. This went on for like five minutes. Uh, finally, I loosed the hornets of the Lord against it. Uh, I commanded sevenfold recompense on its head for all the aggravation and torment it's caused the person. And then the demon began to break down. It takes some time to break through this cool phase. I call it their cool phase, where they try to act cool. At that point, when you start seeing them crying and begging out, 
Now you know you have them on the ropes. Now this is the time you want to get information from them. Um, you'd like to find out how many more demons in there. You always want to find out who the chief is because when you find out who the chief is, you can bind the chief. And once you bind the chief, whether it's surfaced or not, now the flock will scatter. See, the chief yeah. is like the shepherd. Mm-hmm. And you use scripture the same way they use scripture. When the, when the shepherd's smitten, the, the flock scatters. When you smite and you bind the head ruler demon over that person, whatever it might be, now there's confusion in, in the, the ruler spirits and the evil spirits and the imp spirits, they go haywire. And that's when you can perform civil war and use a lot of unworldly tactics. These are just some little tidbits in deliverance ministry that I'm throwing out to you. But to answer your question about uh, surfacing the demon as the person possessed, uh, a lot of people think they're possessed. They're not. The Holy Spirit has surfaced that demon so you can get information from them. And where's the demon residing in? It's, uh, it's either in your mind, your your flesh, your, your will, your emotions. Uh, it can be in yeah. any number of those places. You know, Paul yeah. had the thorn yeah. in his flesh. That's right. The messenger did. of Satan sent to buffet him. So uh, yeah. the spirit is sealed, but uh, there's plenty of other places the demon can be in, and uh, they'll hide, uh, as Rich That's right. found out. One of them was hiding in the... Behind a rib cage, rib wasn't he? Cage. He right. just wanted to sleep. Yeah, spirit, of, spirit of pain uh, got in from uh, somebody being kicked. Uh, the person had pain all the time, and uh, the spirit of pain manifested. And of course, when I had it on the ropes, it was it was. I said, "Demon, I threatened it. I said, you don't want me to command sevenfold recompense on you because your name alone is going to destroy you.'" It said, "No, please don't do it." So it, it was real obedient when I threatened it with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can command sevenfold recompense on their head, and they hate that. Uh, pain, obviously, if you were going to command sevenfold recompense on it, it was not going to be in a good position. It's not that we have mercy with the demon, on the demons. What we do is we try to get more information on them by threatening them. Yeah. And I often threaten them by sending them, you know, I say, demon, I'm either you give me the information now, who is the chief? I want to know what your legal right is. I want to know how many more are in there, and I want to know who the chief is. That's the main information I want. And if they don't give it to me, I usually threaten them with a countdown. I say, this is the deal. I'm going to cast you into the lowest, deepest, darkest pit. I'm going to ask, pray to the Father, two angels, to drag you and bind you to the lowest, deepest, darkest pit where you will rot until the day of judgment day. Do you want that? Yes or no? They say, no, no way. I don't want it. I say, okay, your next choice is you give me all that information and I'll cash you to the dry place. What do you want to do? They want to go to the dry place. So I said, okay, then give me the information that I want. And then I always petition for an angel to stand with a hot coal taken from the altar of God with tongs to press it on their head and burn them when they lie to me. So you know if you hear them scream, that generally means they're lying. Um, they lie like you've never imagined. They're always lying. So you always want to petition the Father for a special angel with hot, with the tongs, with the coal, like burn the, uh, the iniquity from uh, Isaiah's lips. Yeah, I remember. That same coal to press on the demon's head. And that's just a way of, one way of integrating a demon. Wow, the body of Christ has so many weapons and they're not using them. Book of Psalms. Book of Psalms is the biggest weapon. Yeah. Hey, man, we've just scratched the surface. Uh, yeah, that's what the demons... Well. So when Warlord, he said, if the believers knew the authority they had, you know, we'd be in trouble. 
Yeah. So, Another way of getting a name out of the demon is just quoting that verse in Job where it says, the children are fools with no names. Oh, they hate that one. <laughs> you keep quoting that to them. You say, are you one of them? Are you are you one of the, uh, you know, the children of the fools? And I say, how come you're not proud enough to have a name? You ask them. And they usually <laughs> will get proud and then they'll announce their name. <laughs> but, um, That's uh, a good one. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> Hey, Richard, thank you for calling in tonight, brother. God uh, bless you. Thank you. God bless you, too. Yeah, thank you, Rich. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, this is Rich Omega God. Man Radio. We've got uh, Rich Keltner with Watchman Radio. Rich, uh, give out your contact information uh, for those who are not yes. familiar with Watchman Radio, how they can tune into the broadcast and how they can support uh, your mission back to the Philippines. Right. We are going to be ramping up called Return to the Island of the Witches. Uh, it's going to be on video. Um, it's going to be documented. It's going to be a tangible uh, event that's going to take place. Pastor Carhan has already um, confirmed he wants to do it. He's probably the only deliverance worker in the world that wants to do something like this. We're going to the very island that is polluted with witches, black magic witches. And we are going to do a mass deliverance crusade on the island. Um, it's going to be powerful. Uh, there's going to be witches crying out. Uh, they're going to be in terror, and we're expecting a lot of them to repent because God wants them shut down because they're killing people, folks. A lot of people say, don't go into the enemy's turf. Paul went into the enemy's turf. You need to take the ground back from the devil if you know how. If you don't, don't do it. But if you know spiritual warfare and you know about deliverance ministry and you're equipped, you can go take the ground. And God wants these witches shut down. Because they kill people. They murder people by invoking spirits of cancer on them. Okay? How would you feel if one of your loved ones or somebody you knew was killed by witchcraft and you had to sit there and watch that person sit in the hospital going through chemotherapy and die through somebody invoking a witchcraft black magic spell against them? How evil of a person is that that they can just sit there and watch someone wither away with cancer? with no remorse and no shame or no pity at all. I mean, that person needs to be shut down. Unfortunately, they got to go down. And um, they go down hard. Like this last witch, um, she's going to die if she doesn't repent. And that's just the way it is. Because the curse that she invoked against Maria was a death curse. And we told the demons to go back to her, but to go back to the leader to repent. And the demon, I made the demon confess it. I say, say, say I'm going back to the witch Narcissa with the mission to lead her to confess Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. And the demon said exactly what I just said. I'm going back to Narcissa to lead her to Jesus Christ. Okay? So, hey, if they can be used to bring people to repent, then let them do it. I mean, Paul turns three, three people over to Satan. A lot of people don't, don't know that. Paul turned somebody that was in an ancestral affair with his mother over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh that his spirit would be saved. And later on, he did repent, that guy. And Paul had to rebuke him to the guy to receive back into the fold. Remember? That's right. So God knew that, I mean, Paul knew by, by calling forth these, these chastisement things that would lead people to repent. And, of course, we know there's somebody blaspheming. Paul turned him over to Satan too. Not that we're supposed to be doing things like that because Paul was an apostle. I don't think that 
I think you have to be very prayerfully careful doing those things. Like when Worley says it does work, just be sure of it and make sure you get a clean green light from the Lord before you do it. Um, in this case, we got a clear green light to do it. And we believe that through that witch going down, um, there's going to be a great revival because this witch is going to repent. Um, she's going to cry out to Jesus Christ like the last witch. And through that, the mass deliverance crusade will take place and we'll get, get all these witches to convert to Jesus Christ. And if they don't, they'll probably be dead. Um, it's just the way it is. And you know what? If they keep cursing people and killing people, are they really that good to have around anyway? I mean, they're only going to die from their own invocations. Amen. Well, you reap what you sell, Omega Man. What you send out eventually comes home to roost. And, yeah, we're going to be doing that crusade. If anyone wants to be involved in that, of course you can. Um, You know, ramping up with that, nextcrusade.com is the website. Watchmanradio.com is the website. Uh, Toll-free number, 877-734-6327. That's toll-free, 877-734-6327. Uh, you can always get a hold of us there. And, um, of course, we're on the radio every Saturday night. A Meg Man knows about that, too. Uh, we're going to be ramping up on Saturdays to two hours. Sammy wants to do more prayer. Sammy just got healed from high blood pressure uh, two days ago. Me and, Maria, me and Maria prayed for him, uh, and he's completely healed. No more dizzy spells, no more headaches. Uh, we cast out a demon named high blood pressure. Wow. And stroke. Um, that takes out a lot of people. Yes, that's a good one to get rid of. Um, in addition to that, uh, Carl Henderson, uh, your support there in the Philippines, and ramped up into deliverance using the Watchman Radio Manual. And he's right. going out, folks, casting out demons by the authority that uh, Jesus Christ has given him and all believers. But, you know, he's just not talking about it. He's doing something about it. And he's trying to actually get uh, some deliverance workers in the Philippines ramped up. And uh, he he needs uh, some of the basics because he'll sustain them over there. And he gives people a bar of soap, a toothbrush, and probably a place to lay their head. Right, brother? Right. And uh, yeah. there was so little help coming in, folks. He doesn't even have the money to buy soap and, tooth- and toothbrushes. And that's sad because there's... <laughs> It's almost funny, but it's not, because there are uh, hundreds of people who would like to get into deliverance, get ramped up, and then uh, help set the captives free in Jesus' name. Um, this this brother is getting no help whatsoever. In fact, his uh, laptop was smitten. Uh, his yes. webmaster manifested and nuked his website, right. and uh, That's right. yeah. he needs the help, doesn't he? Pastor calls under a lot of attack, and... Um... I believe there's been a lot of witchcraft done against him. We've been talking about those sweat towels that were stolen from him. Um, we've just started chiseling away at those spells. And, uh, yeah, any anywhere you have deliverance material is going to be attacked. We're learning to always have backups. Well, now we got thumb drives laying all over the house, upstairs, downstairs. We back up everything on these thumb drives, 16-gigabyte thumb drives that we buy. And we always have copies and copies and copies because... Um, it seems like the computers just go down. And we were warned two weeks ago a spirit of boys was going to attack us, and we didn't bind it. And the computer went down, the hybrid went down, and something else went down in a matter of 45 minutes. Uh, The devil does strike back at electronic equipment. He can't interfere with it. 
And um, it's very important to get into uh, preemptive prayer, meaning go in and, and do a, a suppressive fire attack on the enemy to lay down some spray fire, because this is warfare, folks. And spiritual warfare, you need to be doing every day. Amen. And we've got 10 minutes remaining. We've got another caller here. Uh, Call, you're on the air with uh, Richard Kelder. Hi. Uh, I, I have a question for Richard. Yes, ma'am. I I just logged on uh, a few minutes ago, maybe in the last 10 minutes, but I do belong to a deliverance ministry in Texas. Okay. And uh, I guess my question is... Um, I want to find out um, how to do self-deliverance. Yes. Um, That's my question. The, the deliverance ministry that you're attending now, do they have they taught you any self-deliverance? Uh, yes, they have, but I'm to the point where I'm just kind of... Um, I'm doing everything that I can, and it's, I'm having physical pain in my body. The last yeah. three nights, staying up till 2. And uh, basically, I, I lay hands on myself, and, you know, I do general renunciation, and then, yes. you know, put whatever sins under the blood and break all generational curses and things like that, and then uh, try to cast it out. Yeah. Where are you having the pain? Uh, it's in my back area, all in my right. low back area, down my leg. How long, mm-hmm. how long have you been having that? I've had back problems probably for the last 12 years. Yeah. Was that from an initial injury or something that just progressed? Yes, hit, a lot of hit and run accidents, and then I have arthritis and um, uh, muscle problems. Mm-hmm. Do you have any bitterness or unforgiveness uh, against anybody? Is there anybody that uh, has hurt you and you're still um, still bothered with it? You it sounds to me like she might have been she might have been into an accident, uh, uh, Mega Man. Was it was yeah. it a, an accident initially? Uh, well, several several hit and run accidents, but um, I have made the confession, you know, for people yeah. who I felt I had bitterness for many, many times already. So I'm wondering. I know. I, I, I discern that that you already have. Just I think it came into it's, it's, it's a natural thing that came against you. It's probably a spirit of pain lodged in there. Um, uh, have you actually had any type of X-rays taken of you back? Any discs or vertebrae that are out of place? Not not recently. Maybe the last one was uh, prior to this ministry. I've been in it uh, three years, and we actively do deliverance, you know, each time that we meet. And yes. uh, I do remember that my, my pastor did tell me initially when I when I did sort of manifest the very first time, he said that was a spirit of pain. Oh, right, well, spirit uh, of pain. I mean, sometimes you just need, you need a healing. It's not always a, a demon you're coming against. Uh, there's an actual just uh, a dislodgement in your body, and you need a, a sometimes creative miracle. Uh, there's certain gifts. There's a gift of deliverance. There's a gift of miracles and the gift of healing, and they all operate in, in a different realm. Um, so sometimes you, you might be binding a demon, but the reality of it is you just need a, a healing or a creative miracle. Okay. Um, you know so what we're I mean? We're going to pray you for you right now. Yeah, we're going to we pray for you right minutes, now. Uh, remaining. What we'd like you to do is get in contact with us because we'll put you into the support chain here. But, uh, oh, Rich, why don't you go ahead and lead in prayer? Ma'am, do you want to give out your first name? Nora. Okay, Rich, Nora. you want to lead in? Nora, everybody just, uh, we're all going to agree in prayer for Nora. Uh, Ebel, you still on the line? Yes, I'm still here. Okay. All right, we're all going to uh, agree 
for Nora's healing right now. Mm-hmm. If everybody can just, you know, agree. Now, Nora, do you believe that Jesus Christ can heal you of any type of back pain? Yes, absolutely. You do? All right, Lord, right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we come against any pain, any type of disc displacement or vertebrae, discs in her back, I command to come into proper placement, proper order. Just put your hand over that area on your back that you know is a part in a region that hurts. Okay. Right now, that's the point of contact, Holy Father. We petition your Holy Spirit. And Father God, we know that your Holy Spirit was present as you formed man from the earth and has the complete architectural plans for the human body. And we command this back and pain to go. All pain and trauma and spirit of pain, I bind you and command you to come out. Lucia, Lucia. I command sevenfold recompense on your head for all the trauma you created against this Nora right now, this woman of God. You are violating the temple of God. I command you to loose her. Any pain and discomfort out of her back, go. Move out. Move out of her back. Come out. All pain, go. And we command healing right now into her back discs and vertebrae. I command healing into that back. Be healed right now by the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus, I command that back, any pain to go. Pain, the Lord rebuke you, Lucia. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Come out of her back. Come out of her back, Lucia. I command healing into that back. Back, be healed in Jesus' name right now. Be healed in the name of Jesus. <laughs> be healed in Jesus' name. Proper placement. Proper order. Proper lineup. Discs go back into proper placement. Back. Stretch out and be made whole in Jesus' name right now. Be healed in Jesus' name. I command those discs to go back and come off the nerves. Loose the nerves. Loose the pain. Loose your grip. Pain, come out. All pain and spirit of infirmity, loose her. Come on. Loose her. I bind you right now. Come out. All pain and discomfort, come on. Loose up. Loose, 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 loose. Come on. Move out. Move out. Move out. Pain. Loose. The Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you out of this woman of God. I speak the peace and comfort of the Spirit of the Lord to rest upon her right now and to continue to do His work, Holy Ghost, on her back, press against it in proper placement, proper order, and rebuke by the blood of Jesus, every foul force out of Nora right now. Yes, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, in agreement with Rich and Ebel and the other believers, we thank you for what you're doing right now for Nora. Ask God that your healing power would just come down on her right now. We ask God that you fill her with your Holy Spirit. We apply the blood of Jesus to her. We bind again any strong man, any demonic spirits that are remaining. We bind you. We rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of her right now. Yes. We bind all spirit of infirmity. We bind you in Jesus' name. Loose her right now in the name of Jesus Christ. You must submit in Jesus' name. The Lord rebuke you, you foul spirits. Come out in Jesus' name. Come out in Jesus' name. Father God, loose your angels down to go inside and rip them out. Cut the roots in Jesus' name. We pour the blood of Jesus into her mouth right now. The Lord rebuke you, foul spirits. Where two or more are gathered in his name, Jesus is in the midst. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. We bind you, foul spirits. 
Lucifer right now. Go to Jesus yes. to be judged before your time. Yes. Yes. Amen. Father God, fill her with your Holy Spirit. Yes. In yes. Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. We command healing right now, Nora. Be healed in Jesus' name. All sickness must go right now. Yes. In you Jesus' feeling, name. Thank you. Thank you. I, I do feel a release in the vertebrae there and in the in the back. Amen. Praise Just God. Just lift your hands and praise the Lord. Say, yes. Lord, thank you for healing my back right now. Thank you for healing my back, Lord. Yes. I pray you. Continue to work on it. Continue to work on it. Glory. Thank you, Father. Praise we break Jesus. any witchcraft attacks that have been sent against you. We bind yes. any demonic spirits that have been sent against you. We break all hexes, vexes, curses, spells, word curses. We command them to go back to where they came from in Jesus' name. Break it off, Nora. Thank you. Praise you, Father. We ask God that you unloose your warrior angels down for her protection right now. And your ministering spirits, lose peace, love, and joy. In Jesus' name we pray. Shalom and peace. Shama of the Lord. Yes. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Nora, don't lose contact with us right in, and we're going to continue to pray. And... um, have people link up with you, all right? God bless you for calling in tonight. Thank you so much. God bless you. Good night, Nora. Good night. Praise You've God. been listening to the Mega Man Radio Show. We've had special guests Richard Keltner and Eblett. Uh, Rich, give out your website again, please. Nextcrusade.com. And uh, you can get us on Facebook, too. Mass Deliverance is our name there. And also uh, WatchmanRadio.com. Toll-free number is... One eight seven 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 three four six three two seven. Amen. And tune in to Watchman Radio uh, this Saturday night at eleven p.m. And we'll have the link up in the show notes. God bless you, Rich. Thanks for calling in tonight, brother. Likewise. Good night. You've been listening to Watchman Radio. God bless everyone. Uh, I appreciate you for tuning in tonight. Spread the word about Watchman Radio and uh, Omega Man Radio. God bless you and keep you. And we'll see you again on the next edition of the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Omega Man Radio. Our mission is to operate in the threefold ministry of Jesus Christ and take evangelism, deliverance from demons, and miracle healing to the world. If you would like to partner with us, you can support this work by donating any amount online at OmegaManRadio.com. Join us in an all-out attack against the hosts of hell. It's time to deliver a death blow to the enemy and take back territory for Jesus. Tell a friend and support Omega Man Radio.